2: I'm not even sure Ian Desmond is going to finish, uh, the regular season in the rotation of uh, regular players. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I just don't think he's going to get the, I, like, I don't think he's going to get the playing time to,
0: if he didn't play at all, he would have had his best years around.
1: Yes. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Oh
0: my goodness. Um, That's true. <laughs>
2: You're listening to
1: Affected by
2: Altitude, a Purple Robe podcast for and by Rockies fans.
0: Hello and welcome back to Affected by Altitude. This is episode three. I'm Ben kuchner cavage joined by my co-host Sam Bradfield. And Sam, the Rockies seem to have turned around the ship a little bit, right?
3: I know, right? Like, at the beginning of the season, everybody was ready to write them off and burn the place down, but... I said, wait till Memorial Day, and hey, look, here we are, almost at the end of May, and they aren't doing as bad as everybody thought. They've won, what, nine of their last 12, and they're going to be okay, everybody.
0: Yeah, series... Quick two-game sweep there in San Diego, then series wins against the Phillies and Nationals at home, and then almost sweeping the Atlanta Braves for the second time in two seasons in Atlanta at SunTrust Park. I think the the Rockies should play all their home games at SunTrust Park. That seems like a fun... We can get rid of the tomahawk chop, too, and then we can just take over that ballpark. Um, So let's talk about uh, the minor leagues a little bit. Um, Riley Pint... Has been unable to find the strike zone, and it's been kind of uh, ridiculous. Some, to look at some of his statistics. It's not just like the command isn't there; it's non-existent.
3: Yeah, I mean, poor Riley Pine. He's been so highly touted for so long, and it's just—I mean, to uh, today, April twenty-eighth, he went. He faced two batters. He walked one and hit the other. Zero strikes and seven total pitches. Um, his first outing was really strong. He pitched two innings one of one hit ball, walked one, three strikeouts through 37 pitches. 21 of those are strikes. Not too bad. Um, since then he has, you know, he's hit three batters, walked 13, struck out five, 10 wild pitches, 119 pitches. Only 38 of those have been strikes in three and a third innings. Um, And it's just... And you watch his his innings go down and his pitches go down. He started off with 37. His second outing was 34 in two-thirds of an inning. And then 22 in one-third of an inning. And then 19 And today was seven. It's just... Yeah, like you said, it's not just struggle. It's not there. I don't even know if there's a word for, you know, struggling worse than normal. But, yeah, Riley pine has been struggling. Um, But... Luckily, the Albuquerque isotopes have not. The isotopes have been just playing really well, except for today. They were struggling against the Salt Lake Bees last I checked. Um, but, you know, Sam Hilliard's playing really well. He's got a uh, team leading eight home runs. Uh, Brendan Rogers is hitting 329 with five homers who, and ironically, is tied with Dom Nunez for, with five home runs. Um, Nunez himself had a three homer game the other day. And uh, Lambert and Peter Lambert and Ryan Castellani have been doing okay. Um, Lambert's numbers haven't been showing kind of what he's been up to today. He pitched five innings of six hit, six run ball, two homers today, um, with three walks and four strikeouts, 608 ERA, which is a little high, but it's not like awful. Um, Castellani is uh his last outing. He gave up five walks, but the time before that he uh pitched six scoreless frames with eight strikeouts. So he's just kind of one of those he goes up and down and he once he settles in he's fine. Um but he takes a little while to settle in. Um another one that's been kind of up and down is Justin Lawrence, the reliever. Um he's if uh finished last year in Lancaster and then he was sent to the Arizona Fall League where he pitched pretty well. Um but also blew from what I remember he blew three saves and one of them was in the Fall Stars game and the other one was in the championship game. Um and he's been he's been struggling so far. I personally think it was a little too soon for him to be in Triple A. I was a little surprised that they put him up there. Um just to make the jump from High A to triple a especially when they kind of talk about um he's got an 871 ERA by the way um you know double a is kind of the make or break level of baseball once you hit double a is kind of you is kind of yeah the make or break and so i was kind of surprised to see him not just blow through double a but to pretty much skip over it completely um so I, yeah he gave up like 3 earned runs today after lambert gave up the six So I, to a certain extent, I feel like maybe they should put him in Hartford, give him some time to kind of settle in. And then if he absolutely tears through Hartford, then bring him back to Albuquerque. But I think Albuquerque was a little bit of a jump uh, right now. And then also on the pitching side, uh, we talked about how, you know, Riley Pint is can't find the strike zone, whereas uh, Ryan Rollison, who's now with the Jet Hawks after three weeks of being in Asheville with the tourists, um, has only been scored on uh, a couple of times. Uh, April 10th was the only game other than uh, April 28th that he was, that he got scored on, but he's only given up three earned runs and 26 and a third innings as of right now. Um, And he gave up his first home run today on April 28th, but we all know that Lancaster is kind of home run heaven. So we'll kind of see how he does there. He's got 22 strikeouts and a 1.54 ERA. So not too bad for a 21-year-old kid who's, you know, spent all of three weeks in low A. So, yeah, so that's kind of around the horn in uh, in the minor league so far, some of the highlights. highlights.
0: Yeah, so question for you, Sam. When do you think – is the right time to bring up Brendan Rodgers because he's definitely showing that he has improved immensely over what he did in AAA last season.
3: I still think he's a little bit of a ways away, Um, and I think I mostly say that because where are they going to put him? Um, I mean, there's no real glaring hole. The only thing that I could really think of is maybe if Hampson goes, you know, if they do something with Hampson, but Hampson's been doing okay. Um, McMahon is back and McMahon is fine Murphy's back and Murphy's fine and then you've got Story and Arnauto so where, where are they going to put him other than putting him on the bench and we've seen how that goes <laughs> um, so I still think he's going to be a, a later in the season call up just purely because they don't have a spot for him unless they manufacture one for him um, so that that's, that's what I'm thinking what do you think?
0: Um, I think Troy Rank was talking on posting on Twitter a couple weeks ago that this is when the Rockies were in their stretch of playing terrible baseball, that it could be time to bring up Rodgers by the end of May. Um, I would think, especially if the Rockies are, with how they're playing now, they're going to be a little more hesitant on, uh, bringing, on rushing him to the majors. And they do have a lot of uh obviously the middle infield is not an area where the rockies are lacking depth by any means um perhaps they could teach rogers to play the outfield just kidding but um or catcher
3: but even Uh, then if they put him in the outfield where are they going to put him in the outfield
0: (laughs) that's true there's the whole the whole equation of ian desmond and Ryan tapia struggling to get playing time there as well uh speaking of catchers dom nunez has been hitting 359 slugging 821 had a three homer game a couple weeks ago um that's one of the things that stood out to me from what's going on with the isotopes ryan castellani also stood out to me that he's got a 275 era and a 562 fielding independent pitching uh simply because He's been struggling immensely with walks. And that's kind of foreshadowing our next segment where we're going to talk about some peripherals not matching up with results. View from the party deck.
3: All righty, we are now joined by Eric Garcia McKinley again. Uh, he's going to be talking to us about John Gray's start to the 2019 season. Um, so, welcome, Eric.
0: Hey, folks. Thanks for having me on again. All right, Eric, talk to us a little bit about uh, what you're seeing from John Gray this year, because it's a little different than the John Gray we've seen in the past. We've seen very good peripherals, but the results haven't always performed to the same level. But this year, things are a little bit different.
1: Yeah, like, well, I wrote about this um, on Friday. And well, it's just, it's not that things are different. It's that everything is just the complete opposite. I think I think a couple uh maybe our first episode, we were talking a little bit about John Gray. And I mentioned like he had a really weird season and he had a really weird season because. It should have been great. I mean, he was he was striking out a lot of batters. He's not walking very many batters, but and, you know, so he had a good, you know, fielding independent pitching FIP, And. But his results were just bad. He was just his results were really, really bad. And you know there was a, a couple of factors that went into that, especially and one of the biggest one was he gave up a ton of home runs. Um and he gave up, it was something like um something like 18, 18% home run to fly ball ratio, which is way above what you would expect. But it's it's one of those things though that um it's 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 higher than expected so it was 18 percent last year and you look at john gray and you think okay 2018 he had the strikeout numbers his walks were like pretty low and he was bad in this area that usually will regress to the mean usually it's not 18 percent home run to fly ball ratio but around 10 percent so you could just really see how that was going to just get better for him um but then, you know, what happened this year over his first, uh, what is it, his first five starts, it's like, okay, well, his strikeouts are about the same. K per nine, a little bit lower, only because he hasn't thrown as many, um, as many innings, but his per- strikeout percentage is about the same, except he's walking more batters <laughs> and, and he is giving up about the same more amount of home runs. But the weird thing about this, and so he's like just weird again this year, but in an opposite way in that all of a sudden his ERA is super good and, you know, it's just not matching. So he's like, he's the opposite. So it's like one of these things where like when you look at or when you're like um when you're when you're an outside observer and you're constantly looking at like statistics to try to pin a guy down this happened to me with for Char- with Charlie Blackman for years and it was super interesting <laughs> and it continues to be interesting but it's like trying to pin him down and just can't pin him down it's like the the it's nothing is happening the way it, it the statistics suggest that they should so so I was just very curious like all of a sudden like John Gray is like holy crap John Gray's like pitching really well so does this mean like he's back and he's there I mean, you'd like, I would, I would love to say that, but then the numbers sort of suggested, uh, otherwise. And I wrote that and I published that before his start on Saturday.
0: So with his, do you see this as as continuing this season? Because like, when I look at his strikeout to walk ratio, I think it wouldn't take much for these numbers to go in these opposite directions and return to what they were last year. And when you look at like expected FIP also at the home run rate, that's lower than his FIP as well. So do you th- see this as something that's going to continue this year?
1: Uh, you know, and, and it's, it, this is one of these things too. It's like, I, I have no, <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so like, I, I, I think the, the biggest red flag for me is still, like, the giving up home runs. And so I, 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 I had a, I had a dinner yesterday, so I wasn't able to watch the game. I wasn't able to watch his start. But I looked at those, and I'm like, oh, boy. So he gave up two home runs. Now his his home run-to-fly ball ratio is this year is 22%. Pretty high. He also walked a lot of batters yesterday, so his walks per nine went up, and his walk percentage went up, and he didn't even finish uh, the fifth inning. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. I think it, it's it, – and this is what's so weird, A- especially after yesterday. I think he'll get better, but like – but what does that mean? Because the reason I wrote this article was that it, he was – he seemed to have already gotten better. So I don't know. Did you – did either of you see the start on Saturday?
0: I did. Um Yeah, it looked like almost like he might have been getting a little bit stronger towards the end. There, I wonder if maybe they should have, if Bud Black should have left him in to finish off that inning. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you did you see it, Sam?
3: Yeah, I watched it, and it was one of those. I I think my favorite part of the whole game was when he gave up the first home run, and I think it was the first home run, and they were like, "All right, we're starting a new streak of you know consecutive games giving up a home run." so, yeah, I mean, he he started off a little, obviously, a little rough, but then he, you know, kind of settled in. And I, I really do – I honestly kind of agree. I think um, Gray will get better. I think, that, I think he's going to have a good season. I think being third, you know, third fiddle as opposed to, hey, kid, you're the ace, ready, set, go, um, I think will help him kind of quietly regain some form. Um, I don't know if he's going to be incredible again, but – I think he's definitely going to he's going to be better this year. And yeah. I know that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's always it's always tough with pitchers too because you know they, you know they they're they're a little older and John Gray's velocity seems to be holding pretty well. Um but you know that that's that's never going to that's never going to last. Uh, one one thing that I wanted to point out and I thought this is actually a pretty interesting comment in the uh in the comments to the article, uh a commenter uh jambron 303 um they suggested that uh here i'll just read it uh this is about the walk percentage i think his higher walk percentage is actually is actually okay because he isn't just throwing a get me over fastball and counts to avoid walks like he did at times last year that's a pretty interesting point um because i think like we, we talked a lot about or well, people talked a lot about John Gray and pressure situations last year and how he sort of seemed to crumble every time there was runners on base or it got to be the fifth inning, um, which happened seemed to be a lot. And so that's kind of interesting um, to say like, OK, well, he's walking guys, but maybe he's walking guys because he's not just he's not giving up on at bats or he's not giving up the plate appearance. And so. He's walking guys in the way that like he's not just going to like throw a meatball down there just to just to throw a dang strike. Um, and, you know, eventually like probably <laughs> probably resulting in a home run and like people on Twitter talking about calling him a head case. Um, so I think I think in this in this case, like that's that's pretty interesting. Maybe it is. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's an interesting uh, comment that I've thought a lot about after I after I wrote the article. So.
3: Well, even on the home run thing, you know, he tends to only give up solo shots. So, I mean, say what you will about giving up home runs, but it, you know, at least they're only solo shots. So,
1: were they were they solo shots yesterday?
3: I think so. One of them was. Let me look at the other one. I don't have my scorebook in handy.
1: Yeah. Well, um. in any case, it was didn't seem to be a great start. Um, so it's it is like one of these. I, I, I mentioned this. Like I, I said, I wanted to talk about John Gray today. And so I was like, well, <laughs> I, I wrote this article, but also it depends on what he does on Saturday um, that will direct the nature of the conversation. Unfortunately, it's one of these things where we're actually talking about John Gray getting better, whereas going into it, he had a 273 ERA and it was like, oh, my God, he's like the ace again. <laughs> so uh, unfortunate, but like, you know, it's, it's one of these things where. We'll see how these like peripherals like um, you know end up matching like his actual like uh, results figures like as the season wears on. I still like you know, I still like the high ground ball rate. That's kind of new and interesting. I don't know what the reason is for that, but yeah.
3: They birth they both were solo shots yesterday, one to Freeman and one to NCRT. Just
1: yeah. for reference. Well, yeah. So. Yeah.
0: The thing about yeah, solo so. shots, another guy who's prone to giving up some solo shots is justin verlander and he otherwise does pretty well for himself strikeout to walk ratio and the ground ball percentage might be a lot better but solo shots are not uncommon for him
1: Ah, well and he's also a guy who's kept up his velocity into his 30s so i wouldn't mind that for john gray
0: i wanted to ask you another question eric when we look at um fan graphs and baseball reference they both have some very different forms of war for how they calculate it for pitchers uh last year so fan graphs is fifth based and actual results mm-hmm. are more of what baseball reference puts in there when i look at last year john gray had a 2.8 war on fan graphs uh, uh, astronomically higher than what he had on baseball reference tyler anderson mm-hmm. on baseball reference is at 3.2 that's a lot lower on fan graphs do you think there's value in looking at only a, what the war is based on the results or is is it like a predictor of what we're seeing in the future when we look at war from fan graphs
1: well i think I, well it, it really depends on what you want from wins, what what you want from the wins mm-hmm. of Replacement statistic what i want from it is i want that statistic to tell me you know how valuable and good was that player last year so in my mind, using FIP, which is like um, which is fielding independent um pitching, which only counts strikeouts, walks, and home runs, if you're using that to build your war metric for a pitcher, it doesn't tell me how effective he was last year. It tells me how effective he should have been. So to me, I that's why I don't pay any attention at all to fan war because it's based on FIP. Um, and I much prefer looking at um baseball references war, which is based on runs against per nine. And so, because that tells me like what happened that, you know, I, I, that, that tells me how good this pitcher was last year without thinking how good that pitcher should have been. So, and that's why, um, you know, get a little glimpse into, uh, 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 purple rose uh uh internal communications here that's why i say don't use fangraphs war for pitchers because like it's it's you know for, but you know cuz it's it's just like it, it to me it's like it it's it's not what you want from that statistic you want you want you want it to say what the value of that pitcher was and i don't think if you base it on fip it doesn't quite get there and that's why like john gray had a 5 era last year like I just don't, that is no way a two and a half win player. It's just not. I mean, he had a five ERA. It's not. (laughs) So like, no matter how good he was with the strikeouts, no matter how good he was with the walks, the results weren't there. So that's why, you know, go to baseball reference and look at their pitcher war. Not the same for position players, but for pitchers.
3: All righty. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining us once again. We really, really like having you on.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you are hear us in conversation with business icons. We are now joined by Adam Peterson, one of the editors at Purple Row, and we're going to talk a little bit now about some playoff odds. How are the Rockies looking right now, Adam?
2: Well, Ben, uh, it's, it's, it's not looking really good. Uh, we all feel a lot better than we did a couple weeks ago when we last recorded about the Rockies, but uh, the projections don't feel that much better. Um, and there, there's a couple reasons for that that we can get into, but the short version is... They dug them, themselves a pretty big hole and the rest of the league is like, there's a lot of good teams in the rest of the league. Uh, so uh, we we can, we can tackle those things a little bit more in depth, but I think those are the two main takeaways.
0: Yeah. So we talked a little bit last week about how um, it's, it's, it was past the point where it's, we can say it's early and we're getting to the point where history is, uh, firmly against what the Rockies are doing. Do you think so? We have three teams above the Rockies right now: the Padres, Diamondbacks, and of course the Dodgers. Is there one in particular that you see as uh, staying there, uh, aside from the Dodgers? Because I'm I'm pretty sure if we had to pick one of the three, it would be the Dodgers to stay. Do you think the Padres or the Diamondbacks are going to stay where they're at? Um,
2: I I don't. But then again, like I say that and. You know, because my my knee jerk reaction is to say that the Padres just can't keep it going, but then like they took it, they took a series in Washington again from the Nationals this weekend, um, and I know that their game today went into extra innings. I don't know if uh, I didn't see how it finished out, but um, you know, they they took the Nationals to the brink, and depending on which system you're looking at, that's the second best team in the National League, um, so. You know, I've, I've been saying it for a while. Um, and the, uh, the nationals did end up taking that game in 11 innings today, Sunday, but, uh, yeah, I like the, the Padres at 16 and 12, like, uh, you know, I, I just don't really think that that's a team that's going to, uh, to, to keep that up uh, over the course of the season. They just have too much young pitching. Like they might be where the Rockies were in 2016, if anything, uh, As a matter of fact, it's a really interesting comparison if you think about it, you know, because Rockies had a young uh, shortstop, uh, fairly well-regarded, who came up and, uh, you know, was hitting the crap out of the ball and uh, had some young pitchers who were surprising. um, And, uh, you know, and they faded down the stretch, mostly due to injuries, but just, like, you know, just wear and tear of a season. Like... And, and I feel like the Padres are probably going to follow a similar trajectory. Like Chris Paddock is still has an ERA under two, even though he has like maybe not any innings above triple A or above double A before this season. Uh, and Fernando Tatis Jr. Like uh, looks every bit the prospect that people thought he would, was going to be. So, uh, so I feel like they're not going to say, but um I turned around. I don't know about y'all. Sam, I'm sure you pay attention because you live there. But, like, I turned around. I was like, the Diamondbacks are 16 and 12. Like, when did that happen?
3: Well, well, I said at the beginning of the season the Diamondbacks were not going to be as bad as everybody thought they would. Um, I mean, they lost Lamb and they lost Souza, so that was a big enough hit. But, dude, Christian Walker is just killing the ball. Um, I mean, they just... They just came back from a road trip. They uh, four games swept the Pirates, and even before that, they three games swept the Braves. They've won ten of their last thirteen. They're currently, at the time of this recording on Sunday, are in the bottom of the ninth against the Chicago Cubs. Um, they beat them eight to three on Friday, and then Zach Godley got shelled yesterday, and they lost nine to one. So for the you know first series of the year that Chase Field is going to sell out, um, you know they're, <laughs> they're hanging in there. But I, yeah, I, I think the Diamondbacks are still going to be okay. Um, I could see them, that like like every year. And I wrote about this last year. I had an article about the the Rockies and Diamondbacks being big rivals. I think it's going to be the same storyline this year. They're not necessarily going to be. I mean, they might be competing for a postseason spot, but they're going to be pretty equal, like pretty equal footing. I think for the majority of the season, and we'll, it'll come down to the wire. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean I did I did not expect their best player uh after after trading away Paul Goldschmidt I did not expect their best player this far in the season to be the guy playing first base. Uh and as a matter of fact I didn't realize how well Christian Walker was doing until he said his name. I was like what about this guy? Um but yeah I mean he's got a 107 OPS and uh you know 30 games, 29 games, something like that this year. So, yeah, he's not doing bad. But
3: Well, and he he was finicky because he and Lamb went up against each other in spring training, and Walker was just going nuts with that competition and pitching really well – or not pitching, hitting really well. And then um, when Lamb went down, he kind of cooled off, and um, now he's kind of turned it back on again. So we'll see, you know – when Lamb comes back What happens with that one But even on the radio A couple of days ago They were like Man with, with Christian Walker You put a 44 on him And you never yeah. would have Known the difference So
0: So And they also have Adam Jones Who is a Late signing Who's been doing well He's having the best season He's had ever in his career In this brief Period of time The most surprising thing Is his 7% Holy walk crap. percentage Which is something He's never done yeah, before so I- He's hitting 314 386 lbp yeah, so 549 of those numbers
2: are going to change for him right like uh mm-hmm. you know he hasn't you know his he hasn't eclipsed 30 home runs since 2013 he had 29 in 2016 to be fair but he's got five already like he's like you know the dreaded on pace but like he fit he if he hits five home runs a month like he hits 30 home runs so uh yeah, so, like, if we're just looking at the National League West, um, especially to hear you talk, Sam, I, I'm, I'm wondering if the Rockies and Diamondbacks aren't actually a little bit closer. Uh, going forward, I, I think that the Rockies are a better team. But, like, you know, again, they had that hole that the Diamondbacks didn't dig themselves into. Um, and so when it comes to the end of the year, like, they might end up being pretty close in the, in the, uh, in the standings. But... I think, I think the real, real key thing to look at, you know, you're looking at these playoff odds and just saying, you know, the Rockies are four and a half games out uh, back from the Dodgers who have the best record in the national league. Um, and they are uh, 12th in the national league. Uh, so the, the only teams that are behind them are the Reds, Giants, and Marlins. And so, like, you're talking about 12 teams separated by less than five games a month into the season. Now, now that's not unprecedented by any stretch of the imagination. Like, you know, it's, you know, we said it, it, we can't really say it's early forever. But in a lot of ways, like, it is still pretty early. Um, You know, it's, you're going to have teams that stay bunched up like that for a while. Yeah.
3: well, like I said, give it till Memorial Day, and then I think after Memorial Day is yeah, when we can I, start I think that's it
2: exactly sure. right. I think otherwise, you know, we're just being—it's—it's it's a little too easy to get caught up in, you know, in the swings, even a, even from week to week, to get caught up into the swings of the narrative of the season. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right on that, Sam.
3: Well, and even even then, you know, they had the the Rockies said the big slump, but it was just at a time in the season when everybody's really 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 paying attention if they swoon in the beginning if they swoon at the end people are going to notice but if they swoon from you know august 1st to august 15th people aren't gonna it's not gonna be as big of a deal Mm -hmm. i don't think or even in the middle of may um i think the timing of it was just what really caught off guard.
2: i mean june 1st of last year to june uh 18th They won four games, Um, right? And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want, like, you know, just back it up to May. Between May 29th, they beat the Giants 11 to 4. And then on June 19th, they beat the Mets 10 to 8. And between those 20 days, like, they won four other games. And, you know, that's more or less what they just did uh, to start the season. So, um, so, so you're right. Like people are paying attention extra hard in the beginning of the season, but you know, the sky was falling. Like, to be fair, the sky was falling last June. Like we were all worried that the, like even the most optimistic among us were worried that, you know, maybe this season isn't going to end up quite the way we want it to. Um, but all that, all that being said, it's, um, it's going to be a dog fight. Like, uh, you know, Everyone was expecting the Central and the East to, to be pretty pretty dang competitive. And lo and behold, it is. Uh, so, I just... Um, it, it makes it fun, uh, you know, because the American League is just going to be boring. Like, the American League is a race for the second wild card spot, and that's it. Like, the Indians are going to win the Central. The um, Astros are going to win the... Uh, West uh, you know funny enough as I say that like who who knows what's going to happen in the East but like we can reasonably assume that it'll be the Yankees um, the Yankees will they are 16 and 11 right now and so or pending the results of today's game I didn't see what they did today Uh, but the Yankees will probably be in there so it's like okay do the Rays take the division or do the Yankees take the division or the or do the Red Sox storm back and take the division like my point is there's not a lot of exciting, like, what's going to happen going on in the American League. But, like, it is it is tough, it is tight, and it is very, very interesting in the uh, in the National
0: League. To so Adam, you may recall from episode one, I said the Toronto Blue Jays would be the second wildcard team. Now, ever since they called it Vladimir Guerrero Jr., they are undefeated. Do you think I, that I could I be something? I would have
2: been, Ben, but... Uh, Schumacher was their best pitcher and he's out for the year because um, I I, I was true. thinking about that man I was like oh, man ben, is Ben gonna be right and then I saw that shoemaker or Schumacher went down I was like oh how long is he gonna be out and and I totally forgot to check and I checked yesterday and it's like out for the year ACL is like that sucks I'm not saying he was gonna carry that team to a playoff spot or anything like that but like you know they they were a team that had a kind of a low margin of error and so unfortunately no but you you couldn't have seen that matt shoemaker was gonna miss uh Tara's acl so i'll give that's, you I'll that's give you a really
0: bit. that's really unfortunate because he's had to come back from a lot of injuries and this is this is kind of like a freak thing that happened when he was in a rundown nothing to do with his arm that's so really unfortunate right. to see for him
2: yeah you, you you hate to see an angels pitcher uh escape anaheim you know, you finally think, oh, he's going to be healthy now because he's not in Anaheim anymore. And then just boom, freak thing happens. But yeah. All that's to say is like, it's going to be exciting, um, in the national league. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm going to be nauseated pretty much from August 1st to September 30th. Uh, but you know, that's, that's okay. If it, uh, gives you a reason to watch the scoreboard. Uh, so.
3: Well, you never know. Weird things could happen. I mean, the Diamondbacks uh, ducked out in September last year, so you never know. Not to say that the Rockies would, but, you know.
2: Right. Well, you know, and the Mets were the best, or one of the best teams in the National League two years ago, and then Noah Syndergaard missed the rest of the season. Like, right around this time, if I remember correctly. That took them out, and that, that was part of what opened the door for the Rockies. And, uh, that was around the same time that Madison Bumgarner went down for the Giants. Like everyone was like, Oh yeah, it's going to be Dodgers, Nationals, Cubs, Giants, and, uh, and Mets. And that's who's going to be in the playoffs. But you know, those two teams lost their big workhorses and it opened things up and that's more or less how the Diamondbacks and Rockies snuck in and got the wild card spots in 2017. So yeah, anything can happen. Uh, it's a long season. It's a long season. Um, i uh i don't want to wish ill on anyone uh any individual i should say uh i would wish ill on the dodgers collective fortunes but um i'm starting to think that the reports of their demise might have been a little bit premature um just because they're not losing (laughs) They're they're just not losing
3: so Happens to every every team every year. You know how many uh, switching over to football for a second. How many years has Tom Brady been washed up for the last ten years, and how many Super Bowls has he won? So it's hard to it's hard to predict that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, Sam, you just drove away like half our audience with that uh, little reference there. I'm afraid. <laughs> Fire up the fountains.
3: So we brought Eric back and we're going to have Adam on and we're going to have both of them uh, and Ben do some firing up of the fountains or nah. Uh, So our first question, my first question for y'all is the Rockies will make the postseason. Fire up the fountains or nah. Uh,
2: I'm i'll go first and just give it away like if i'm 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 not firing up the fountains there i'm i'm like it's a nah for me i just i've been harping it all year like and the the cold start is only further proof to me that like it's just too competitive this year for their in the national league for them to hope to make the playoffs so uh so yeah that gets a big nah for me all
1: right well yeah okay yeah so also enough for me, um, you, when I was on the last time, we talked about like, okay, well, which playoff teams, you know, in the wild card era have started out this bad and still made it. And there were, there were, there were teams who have like done that. There were teams, playoff teams who have had like 13, three stretches and still made the playoffs. But then, you know, looking at like what they have, what the Rockies have to do for the rest of the year. If the Rockies want to win 90 games this year, which I think is a pretty reasonable threshold to make the postseason, they have to now still even after this amazing hot streak, where it feels like it feel, it felt so surprising on Sunday that they actually lost. They still have to finish the season seventy seven and 20 games above five hundred, in order to win ninety games. And I think I, I think I think the hole was big, and also it's not just that the hole was big; it's that the, the way they lost those first games where it just sort of exposed the thinness of the depth of the major league depth um it just feels like man that could happen again if the the offense i can imagine going just like stone cold once again and so finishing the season seventy seven fifty seven. 57 i i i kind of don't see it so i'm gonna say nah
0: I'm going to say nah as well. Um,
1: uh, we're all Debbie Downers here. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I'll try to put a little positive spin on this and say that I am more confident after seeing what the offense has done in the past week, uh, especially their performance at SunTrust. Um, some uh, obviously that real big come from behind victory on Saturday, but I'm still going to say nah. I still think we might not see the best. Uh, the best performance from the offense going forward. Yeah.
3: Alrighty. Next up. Is it time to worry about song? O. Eric.
2: It's, it's uh, going to feel awkward to fire up the fountains for worrying, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'll say, I'll say, nah, I think, I think he's, he's, he struggled a little bit. Like today, he gave up that, or on Sunday, he gave up that home run to Josh Donaldson. He had just had that terrible eighth inning that cost the Rockies the game. But he's, I, I have enough confidence in him to, uh, to really, uh, to become a reliable um, part of the of the bullpen. That's not to say that he should be a centerpiece of it. So I mean. I'm not worried about him, but that's not to say that the Rockies, if they're in the thick of it, shouldn't go out and get a reliever at the trade deadline uh, in July.
0: I'm going to fire up the fountains on being worried about Son 10. Uh We saw in spring he struggled a lot, and those are spring numbers. Uh, but they, those struggles have carried over to the regular season. I think we're at a point where we're more comfortable putting in Brian Shaw right now than we are with stone one. Oh, at least I, I am at, with the small sample size that we've seen. Um, but Oh, had a really good year in 2018, but he had struggled in 2017, just a year prior. So I'm not so sure I'm, I have that much confidence in uh, o right yeah. now.
2: Again, it's it's kind of awkward to fire up the fountains about worrying about someone. It's just like, yeah, let's worry. That's what it feels like. <laughs> but but I, I've got to. I mean, it, it's it, a uh, a couple bad outings can ruin a reliever's ERA, and so that's not necessarily the most fair way to look at things. And I understand that. But he was just all over the place today. Um, I'm looking at his uh, plot from um, from this afternoon. Uh, his pitching plot and just like it's it looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. Painting. It's just it's it's all over the place. Um,
1: yeah, I I don't even like Jackson Pollock, so that's not good.
2: You know his ERA and his FIP match more or less. Like he's 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 striking out guys. He's he's actually cut down his walks a little bit, but man, he's just he's just giving up a lot of hits. His 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 BABIP is a little high. He's not stranding. I mean, actually, and his strand rate is actually pretty good too. Like it's a little bit, just a little bit higher than league average. Uh, So you can't even be like, Oh, well, you know, he's getting super unlucky. Uh, So, so yeah, like I I am a little worried.
1: Um, Yeah. And it's, well, it is, it's also kind of, it's kind of rough when it's like, Oh, well the ERA and FIP kind of match. And it's like, Oh, the ERA is six, seven, five. And the FIP (laughs) is five, seven, six. It's like, they got all the right numbers in there and none of them are good. They're the lowest number in that combination of those six numbers is five. <laughs>
2: right. And so it's just, I'm, I'm not feeling great. Two and about a half it. homers per nine. Not All right.
0: Fair. I'm still <laughs> yeah. not firing up the fountains.
2: Yeah. The, the, that'll go down. Sure. But, um, but I'm, there's something that uh, worries me. Cause there, there's these rumors about, you know, him maybe trying to go back to either Japan or Korea this year. And so like, um, I'm wondering if maybe it's not a mechanical thing. Maybe it's just like, um, uh, yeah, just, just kind of a mental block and not to say that, Oh, is not a competitor and not to say he's not a professional and not to say he's not trying his best. Like, I don't think he's out there trying to tank the Rockies or tank his own season by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm just wondering if like, um, you know, his heart's just not in the same place. Uh, or his mind, sorry, not his heart, but his mind's just not in the same place. Uh, or both, sure, but uh, you know, it's it's hard pitching in a foreign like in a foreign country, like thousands of miles and multiple time zones away from home. Um, and he's been doing it for this is his fourth year stateside. Uh, he's a legend in Korea and in Japan, so uh, so yeah. Uh, again, that's, I, I, don't want anyone to hear that and think that I'm questioning his competitiveness or his professionalism or anything along those lines. It's nothing to be further from the truth. There's no reason to suspect that that's what's going on, but I, you know, having not looked at any of the mechanical things that I typically look at for pitchers, like, I wonder if it's just pure mental.
3: All right. Next up we have Tyler Anderson will keep his rotation spot. Ben, what do you think?
0: I think he probably will. I don't know if he should, but I think he probably will. Um, With the upcoming series in Milwaukee, the way it's set up right now is Kyle Freeland, even though he's still on the 10-day injured list at the time of this recording, he is scheduled to pitch on Monday's game in Milwaukee. Then uh, Herman Marquez, and then uh, Antonio Sensatella, and then John Gray. Um, So there's no decided starter the next time around so peter lambert and ryan castellani we talked about them a little bit uh jeff hoffman as well out there those are probably the next three potential guys who would be up i think anderson will probably make his next start though fire up the fountains
1: yeah i'm i'd fire up the fountains on that as well i mean he had yeah sunday was a rough start he gave up what three home runs uh it was it was an it was an ugly start. Um but he's it, it's it, it was it was not ugly in the way um where you're like, okay, well this guy should probably not be in a rotation at all. Um and also the Rockies don't have a lot of immediate great options. Like a Peter Lambert, Ryan Castellani, they could they could be they could be good starters, I think, later in the year or in a pinch with somebody's really injured, but Tyler Anderson right now like I I worry about the struggle and I think it signifies a weakness at the back end of the rotation but not necessarily somebody who's going to or should necessarily lose his spot um failing like somebody that that's really obvious like can fill that spot besides like I don't know maybe Dallas Keitel <laughs> I don't know just a thought
2: um I'm not firing up the fountains here I uh Partially just to be a contrarian, but partially because I, I just really, um, I just, I would not be surprised if the Rockies say, well, you know, I forget what was bothering him, but like, maybe they discover like, Hey, he's still being bothered by this or, you know, he's still, um, kind of struggling, um, so let, let's, let's give him a break. Like, you know, maybe it's a situation like what they did with John Gray last May and they say, Hey, take two or three turns down in, um,
3: uh, Albuquerque
2: Albuquerque and maybe not even just option him, but maybe like, you know, he's hurt and they give him one or two full rehab starts, um, before they, before they bring him back up. I mean, he's, uh, I'm trying to pull up his, uh, some of the stat cast numbers here and yeah i mean i just i don't like where he is like where he is in the zone like i'm not liking his scatter plot here um i am not sold that he's um uh yeah i it's just there's just there's just a lot of concerning signs to me i guess is what i'm uh what i'm saying uh so you know could it change could he could he improve like yeah absolutely but i think um i think he he might make his next start like i'll if he makes his next start i won't be surprised like i'll I'll take the l on on that one but i i think it might be his last one for a while if he does
0: I keep thinking back to that start. So was it in Saint Louis where he just inexplicably last year lost his command and just started not being able to find the straight like I keep he had a he had a pretty good start to the season and then I just keep thinking that that was my that's my last big memory of Tyler Anderson and nothing has gone that well ever since then. Mm-hmm.
3: Well and he didn't do so hot in spring either, but it was kind of oh he'll work out of it, he'll work out of it, he'll work out of it. Um I mean it's spring numbers, so he'll work out of it. But that was kind of a, he struggled again with the long ball in spring. So foreshadowing to the season, maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he but you're right, Ben, like he hasn't really looked the same guy since last July. Uh, he wasn't having a great year, but he certainly wasn't having a bad year last year. Um, and just, yeah, I feel like we haven't seen that guy uh, ever since.
3: And then, you know, speaking of Peter Lambert or Ryan Castellani, um, will we see either of them make their MLB debut by the end of May? Eric, what do you think?
1: By the end of May? Yes. Uh, No, no.
0: (laughs) It's not.
1: Like, lock up those. No, no. I don't think so. No, no. It's just like, I I think like, you know, especially with a pitcher, um, um, the Rockies are going to want like, more seasoning they want to be really sure because i know jeff breidich um i've read this in a few places he was still a little bit um a little bit scarred by rushing eddie butler a little um up a little bit um back in what was that Mm -hmm. 2014 or so um and 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 it was right it was like that was he was rushed a little bit i i think like eddie butler was probably not a major league pitcher whether or not he was rushed or not But it's like one of those things that sticks with you when you put a guy, you bring a guy up, you make the argument for it and you throw him out there and it's like, wow, he's not ready, but uh, yeah, what do we do now? So I think, I think, I think the Rockies are, are going to be a little careful with, uh, with Lambert, uh, and Castellani. I think, uh, if, if there's an injury, uh, I wouldn't be terribly surprised to see either of them. Um, but like just on just on pure merit, no. Um, I think by the end of the year, yeah. I think uh, especially with uh, expanded rosters and in, in September, depending on whether or not where where the Rockies are in the playoff race. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them at the end um, by the end of the year, but not by the end of May. No.
0: I agree with everything that was just said. Um, I would not be surprised if the Fountains were to fire up, but I will say not nah at this time
2: uh i'm going to fire up the fountains because i think uh when it comes to pitcher injuries you you always take the field <laughs> right like is a pitcher going to get hurt or not like no you you always take, yeah a pitcher's going to get hurt uh so like are all five starters going to stay healthy uh i
1: it could happen this is this is going to be one of those things where people blame us for jinxes. You can blame me
2: for jinxing the Rockies because I don't believe in jinxes, so uh, so I'm willing to t- I'm willing to okay. take blame for something Fair that enough. I think is not real anyway. Um, that's player tbnl on Twitter uh, for anyone who wants to come at me.
1: Yeah, you know what? I don't believe in jinxes either, but I do believe in people blaming us for that. <laughs>
2: yeah because i, I, I think it. eric you're right i think they don't want to rush lambert or castellani i think um i think if anyone gets to call it'll it will be castellani because he has done pretty well in albuquerque so far um but but i'm firing up the fountains for one or the other making their debut by the end of May purely because i think i think it's more likely than not that someone you know you know, maybe Kyle, Kyle Freeling gets another blister and has to skip another start. You know, like just, you know, little things like that can knock a guy out. And they'd be like, well, shoot, who are we going to call up? Who's who's available? So.
3: Mm-hmm. Or if Tyler Anderson right. keeps bugging him,
1: which I alluded to. <laughs> or if he keeps on giving up three home runs every start.
3: Eh, minor details. So. All right. Last one. Ian Desmond will finish with his best war as a Rocky by the end of the 2019 season. Ben, what do you think?
0: Yeah, we were looking at this, and uh, as of right now, he has the same war that he had in 2016, and it's slightly worse than 2017. Sorry, I'm off by two years. It is the same as it was in 2017, slightly worse than 2018. Um, Man... I think it's – I'm going to say nah because I I actually – I think it's going to be the worst. I think he's going to have his worst season yet. That's what I have to say about that.
2: Man. Eric, you go next. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. Oh, just, you had to ask an Ian Desmond question. This was not my idea. Uh, this
3: was, I'm going I'm to throw Ben under the bus on
0: this one. I, I will say like, it's, it's very interesting. Okay. It's
1: his best, the, his best is a Rocky. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty low bar to cross. So, okay. Let's, let's, let's take a look right now. Um, baseball reference war. Let's just look at baseball reference and fan graphs. Um, 2017, negative 1.1. 2018, negative 6. 2019, so far, negative 6. Point, yeah, point. <laughs> negative no, oh, negative 0.6, negative 0. 0.6. Decimal yes, points are yes,
3: important.
1: Yes yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Not that bad. Oh my God. Okay. Um, fan graphs 2017, negative 0. 0.8. 2018, negative 0. 0.7. 2019, negative 0. 0.8. So basically, both of these uh, Winsabiv replacement models have him like basically already is like below average or below below replacement from where he was last year the 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 factor here is that he's playing center field which could work for or against him um actually i I, i'm not actually going to claim to know off the top of my head how the positional adjustments will really work here what i do know is i think what i what i do think is that he's fly balls are not um, Sunday performance or not? I I don't don't think he's getting a better hitter. He's just getting older. So I'm gonna eh, I'm gonna say uh yeah, long answer, long answer. Oh here here okay. I'm gonna give a complicated one. Uh no, he's not going. I'm not firing at the fountains, but he'll still be more valuable because his center field defense is actually not looking too bad. And I think uh, ultimately the Rockies will find more value with him as a center fielder than, uh, um, than as a first baseman, even though. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) Um,
2: I'm not even sure Ian Desmond is going to finish uh, the regular season in the rotation of uh, regular players. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. just don't think he's going to get the, I, like, I don't think he's going to get the playing time to, to have his best season as Rocky. I think.
1: Well, but he, all, all he needs to do is, is gain like 0.2 war to be still be like negative four war. If he didn't play at all,
0: <laughs> he would have had his best year as a rock. Yes. Oh jeez.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my um, goodness. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. So
2: FanGraphs has him at negative 0.8 right now. Right. And that would be tied for his second worst (laughs) as a Rocky, um, baseball reference has him at negative 0.6 again, tied for his second worst and baseball prospectus has him at negative 0.3, which is, uh, on its own second worst. Uh, so, but I think, I, I think if you're looking at, fan graphs and baseball reference. Like it's going to take not that much <laughs> to not be the worst. Uh, but I, and I think everything that you said is right. He's, he's actually proven to be better than I would have expected in center field. Like he's, he's had some really good catches, um, some run saving catches, uh, which is not what defensive run saved is for any Rockies <laughs> announcers listening. Um, but I also just don't think he's gonna
1: hit guys like he's no,
2: he's got so t- Oh, either. you just
3: know they're gonna hit.
1: He's he's <laughs> so, uh, so t- today, today, he today, Ian Desmond went two for four with a home run and, and a, a walk, double, he and went, a walk.
3: Yeah, I was two for three with a walk, a double, and a home he, run, and then a grounded yeah, to shortstop. He,
1: And he raised his WRC plus from 13 to 35. (laughs)
2: Oh man. One day just doubling more than doubling it. You're almost tripling it. That's crazy. Um, Yeah. yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, DRC plus is something that came out. Uh, we probably should have talked about this way more on the site, but, uh, it came out this off season as a, as kind of a alternative to WRC plus like a, uh, you know, taking every batter and putting them in a, uh, neutral run environment kind of a situation. So you're stripping away park effects and all these other effects and trying to get, you know, to the, uh, to the true crux of who, who the hitter is. And famously, they're actually pretty generous to Rocky hitters, like Something that Rockies fans have known for a long time that uh Nolan Arenado is one of the 10 best players in baseball. Like DRC bears that out. Like even even after they made some adjustments later in the offseason, like he's still number six over the last like six years or something like that. Um, so Nolan Arenado's good. Pay him some money. Oh, wait, we finally did. Thank you. Um <laughs> but like so DRC is like exceptionally forgiving, especially to Rockies hitters. And it's still got Ian Desmond at a 68. Uh, where 100 is league average. Right. And so like, I just, I think the man is going to end up in the, uh, the weak side of a platoon. Like he's going to hit against lefties, uh, because we have so many lefties in the outfield, uh, that he'll hit against lefty pitchers and he might get some late game pinch hits
0: in in San San Diego. Diego.
2: Yeah. If he can play all of his games against San Diego or (laughs) in San Diego and Atlanta, then yeah. Like, you know, every day put it put them out there but like
1: yeah
3: hopefully the Padres don't sign yeah and then he'll just torture <laughs> oh my
2: gosh he'll just torture us
1: um, yeah that, how how uh it, yeah, it would not be fun, fun Eric that be?
2: but yeah I just <laughs> I by all accounts like uh Ian Desmond is is the guy that you want in the clubhouse like he's a great teammate like um we uh we had a big family get together last night and uh one of our family friends doesn't watch baseball. Like she follows the Rockies like results, but doesn't watch the games. And Ian Desmond came on and she's like, who is that? He, that was one good looking man. I was like, you know, I never thought about it before, but Ian Desmond is a pretty good looking man. Um, and so like, he's got all these things going for him, but he just can't hit. <laughs> and so like, that's like arguably the most important part of his job. Uh, so yeah, I just, all that all this to say is I, Take note. I do not relish the fact that it's time to start thinking about alternative plans for Ian Desmond, but like I don't think he's going to get playing time to have his best season as a rocky
0: Seeing Tapia on the strong side of that platoon I really'm <laughs> really, really? really enjoying that so far mmm. Um, and it's, it's weird that I feel a lot more comfortable seeing Desmond play center field than yeah. I do with him at first no. base. I don't know.
2: Emotions I did not expect to have before the season for 200, Alex.
3: So coming up for the Rockies we have uh, finished out the road trip four games in Milwaukee so on our way home um, at the time of this recording on Sunday May uh, April 28th it's scheduled to be Kyle Freeland on Monday even though he's on the injured list so we'll see and then uh, Herman Marquez on Tuesday Antonio Senzatella and John Gray and then followed by three games at home versus Arizona then an off day on May 6th and then three against the Giants and three against the Padres. Um, So we won't be able to watch it on May 2nd that it will not be on AT&T Sportsnet for those of you in Colorado. Um, It will, however, be on Fox Sports Wisconsin and MLB Network. So if you want to watch it that way. Um, So yeah, if they win the next couple of games, they will be 500 for the first time since the fourth game of the season on March 31st. So hopefully they can win a couple games to get up there. So thank you again for joining us for affected by altitude and reading us on purple row. And we look forward to talking to you guys next time.
0: Have a good week.